Hello, it is Friday, October 15th, 2021. This is Betsy and welcome to Here We Are Today podcast. The show that is improvised, it's raw, it's real, it's messy. And the objective of this podcast is to celebrate and honor the joys and challenges of the human experience. I share stories and offer some ideas and suggestions on a perspective or approach to create more compassion, ease, and acceptance around all of this. When I was in, I believe it was fifth grade or sixth grade, well, I started playing the cello in what's called early morning strings, which was a before school strings program in East Lansing, Michigan. I started in that program in fourth grade. So before school, I was dropped off to learn about how to play the cello. So it was learning in a group. And I really, really, really loved that experience. Both of my sisters played the violin and my sister Katie ended up studying violin quite a bit and worked with some incredible teachers and studied at some of the best music camps and schools, Metamount. I think she went to Tanglewood also. She was the only non-music major in the University of Michigan Orchestra, I believe. And when she was 16, 17, she did solo performances, solo concerts, um, you know, something like 75 minutes of pieces that she had. From my memory, she memorized. She had it all memorized. She's a very talented musician, also plays the piano really well. And Diana was a great violinist, and I played the cello. And um, I emphasize Katie because she invested um, a lot of her heart and soul and energy into developing those skills. So when I was in fourth grade, I played the cello and fifth grade. And then I was in middle school and I was part of the middle school orchestra, which I loved being part of the orchestra. And at that time, my sister Diana and I were in the same orchestra. So that was a nice time that we were uh, in that class together. That would have been sixth and seventh grade. I think then we would have been together in that class and performed. And I believe it was in sixth grade that I had an opportunity to work with a private teacher. And her name is Shar Sherman. And we had to drive about 30 minutes to get to her house from where we lived. And by the way, when you're from East Lansing, Michigan, that's really far. I mean, I live in the Bay Area. So 30 minutes is just how, how long it takes to get maybe anywhere normally. And unless you're going really close somewhere in your own town. But where I grew up, 30 minutes was taking a trip. You know, it was a long way. For example, in middle school, I had friends who played basketball in St. John's. Um, Amy and Sherry Raymond, and they were fantastic basketball players. Anyways, we met at a tournament and in 19, about 1989, and we became pen pals. And that St. John's is about 30, 40 minutes away from East Lansing. So to give you an idea, that was a long distance phone call. And we sent letters back and forth to each other. So a 30 minute drive from my private private lesson was a big deal. And I'm grateful that my parents uh, provided that opportunity and that I had the opportunity to do that. Char Sherman, I believe from what I remember, she played cello in the Lansing. There was an, a Lansing orchestra and she was a fantastic cellist and I'm sure still is if she's still living. 
And um, I'm so grateful to her. I loved our lessons. And something about me is that at that time in sixth grade, seventh grade, when I had private lessons with her, I'm sure you're not shocked to hear that I didn't practice that much on my own. I, when I think about myself as a musician at that time, I did like playing. I loved playing with others. I love being in the orchestra. I, that's what I really love the most playing on my own, practicing on my own. I didn't enjoy that as much. Maybe that's, you know, understandable. I'm sure there's many people who love playing on their own. So I didn't practice that much. And I did, I practiced enough. Let's put it that way. I practiced enough to be able to continue to grow and to continue to be able to play more and more complex pieces. Uh, maybe you're hearing in my voice some judgment or shame around not practicing more. We would go to Shar's house and my dad and I, and he would sit. So she and I would play in this one kind of study area. And then she lived in this place that was a little more rural than where we lived. And her living room had windows along the back that backed up to a forest area. And my dad would sit in the living room. So he wouldn't sit in the same room that we were in, but he would sit in the living room and just listen to us and listen, and listen to the lesson, or maybe he'd bring something to read. There was no phone to look at. Um, so he wasn't sitting looking at his phone and she and I would, would have our lesson. And I remember one occasion in particular, and I know this happened more than one time, but she had so much grace and ease with me around the practicing of my cello. And when it seemed like I did or did not do that as much, she wasn't, she was, she encouraged me to practice, but she wasn't hard on me. And I remember she would suggest that we play a duet together. There were certain times when she would say, Hey, do you want to play this duet or try this duet? And we'd work it out. And then we would play together. And, and just right then I got this wave of emotion. What I'm I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm having this big wave of emotion about it. And what I'm getting from that right now is how much I love that. You know, if you think about times when you're learning from someone who has a ton of experience, Maybe it could be in sports or it could be in music or it could be something else. But when you get to play with them, it's like, wow. And maybe also the moment when you realize you could do it and that it's in flow and it's beautiful. So thanks for your patience as I'm feeling that wash through me. But really, it is flow. I mean, if you think about Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's research on flow, it's like that zone. If you look at a graph, it's like the level of difficulty is on one axis and the other axis is the level of skill that you have. And so right in that 
45 degree angle, that lane right in the middle is where we experience flow. Is that like where our level of skill meets the level of difficulty and we can just allow the experience to unfold. And I wish I could tell you what duet it was because I can still hear some of the chords and I can hear particular parts. I can't, I can't remember that many pieces that I played solo. But I definitely can remember that. So based on how much emotion is coming up, it sounds like I really miss the cello. <laughs> I haven't played it in a long time. My parents have my cello um, at their house in northern Michigan. And um, yeah, I haven't played it in a really, really long time. But hearing those notes and feeling into that collaboration it's like these moments of pure flow and joy and, you know, harmony, not just in a musical sense, but just a collaborative sense and a creative sense and how wonderful that is. And, and really in many ways, how I miss that, you know, in the pandemic, I haven't, you know, we've done certainly some socializing, distance socializing or whatever, but I don't really in my life have like the creative collaboration that I've enjoyed in sports and music and even in some ways work. So it's important to listen to that within ourselves. This story highlights for me the way we think about growth and the way that I certainly, my experience in American culture is this really aggressive focus on growth consistently at all times and how that becomes normalized in many of our communities and, and cultures, that it's just we should constantly be pushing and constantly be pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and constantly be trying to follow, you know, the technical ways that we should be learning something. Like it should be A to Z, like you've got to go A to B to C or that there's only certain approaches that are appropriate for learning that thing. And, <clears throat> you know, when there are times where it is appropriate to challenge ourselves, to put ourselves out of our comfort zone, to say now is a season where I'm going to choose growth. And sometimes I think that we confuse achievement for growth. That we say, oh, I'm going to push myself to achieve X. I want to, you know, create, you know, this, I want to get this many customers in my business, or I want to have this level of promotion, or I want to have this title, or I want to get this kind of, you know, performance review, or we sometimes confuse achievement for growth. So that's one confusion is like, if I was with Shara Sherman in my cello lessons and she's saying, you know, you really need to learn how to play X piece and you need to do this and that. And, and when I do that, we say that I've grown and I would argue that I could learn technically maybe how to do something and do it or be able to replicate it and even maybe do something in a, with a certain approach. But does that mean I'm growing? Does that mean that I'm change expanding in, in my life? And what's important to you? What's it, in what areas is it important to you to grow? 
So that's another thing where at that point in my life with the cello, it wasn't important to me to grow in certain ways with, with the cello. What was important for me was the opportunity to experience and enjoy in the moment and to learn through doing. So I learned, and this is something that I'm sure makes her just a, a brilliant teacher, which is she understood that I learned from experiencing that I would learn if we played a duet together, that she could stop and point out something and give me a note. And then we could keep playing and that that was going to be a really wonderful way for me to learn. And that's always been a way that I prefer to learn from experiencing versus something feeling like it's on paper or it's some kind of theoretical thing. And being in a channel or a frequency or a way of living where it's like, we need to constantly be growing. That's quite oppressive. And I, it might sound like I have judgment in my voice. I don't have judgment towards you if that's your experience, because I've had that experience and I understand where a lot of reasons for that. It is quite oppressive though. And it can be, you know, you look at, <laughs> I've referenced this study about infants growing and infants don't grow the same amount every day. They go through growth spurts. And I think we go through growth spurts. And I think that trees go through growth spurts and everything goes through. It's not a straight line. You know, you might come up with an example of something that grows consistently the same amount every day. Okay. But I think for a lot of things, it's not like that. It's a growth spurt. And then it's a resettling and integrating into that experience. And that we can learn a lot from nature from those patterns and start to see if we can recognize some of those patterns within ourselves and really deep, more deeply connect with our true nature. That it isn't, oh, we can be on all the time and pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone all the time. Sometimes there's an expansion and there needs to be a contraction. So the flip side of the pushing ourselves to grow or putting ourselves outside our comfort zone is having time to rest and rejuvenate and to really enjoy the flow of what it is we've already learned. I am thrilled to suggest to you that we have an opportunity to celebrate our growth or learning or even celebrate the times we rest, but just to celebrate the things that we're learning in our lives and when we experience something that we've been yearning for, that we sometimes think it's got to be the mountaintop experience before we celebrate or honor or validate. And if you're currently outside your comfort zone and you're in a new place or you're in a new space or you're in a new job or situation or learning a new skill or wanting to do that, that's that can, that's a really vulnerable space. And so seeing if you can look at a smaller increment of even if it's not even if it's progress, but if it's that compassion that you're giving yourself or patience or acceptance that is something to celebrate. And I really believe that the transformations in our life happen in these, a lot of the transformation happens in these kind of what we would consider smaller moments and the gentler, more subtle moments. And that if you can look around your life right now and say, well, where am I, where am I growing and how am I investing time, money, and energy into, into doing that? And Look what I have created or accomplished or even achieved to celebrate that. But also to say, look at the ways that I'm also honoring myself and 
my mental health and my body and my well-being by by being able to rest, by knowing that I really love being in warm water, to take a warm shower bath or to get into a hot springs if I have the ability or access to do that. Or that I made myself some tea or that I chose to take a walk outside instead of, you know, eat something that felt like I was going to eat it from my emotional longing. So those are all things that we could celebrate. So in summary, in our lives, there's times and seasons where it's appropriate to put ourselves out of our comfort zone. And there's other times where it's time to rest and rejuvenate. And I can say that quite universally with the clients that I work with, with friends that I have, with my own life and family, and there's this is there's a lot about this time that it's a time to rest <laughs> that I'm getting. Is like, what are the things that provide you with comfort? Brene Brown talks a lot about that when we try to change a pattern or come up against our shame, it can be hard to rest because we're so programmed and conditioned to say we always need to be pushing it or we need to hustle or we need to be doing that in order to be successful or loved. Or And so when we choose to rest or nurture ourselves, to ask yourself, what brings you comfort? And how can that, how can you make that okay? So here's to the times that we show up to our lesson with our cello teacher and we didn't do our, we didn't practice, uh, but we took a moment and a beat to enjoy and surrender into the fruits and the beauty and the flow of that which we've already learned. And really allow ourselves to sink into that. Sending you lots of love today. Talk to you tomorrow or soon. <laughs> Not sure if I'm doing weekends yet. Check back. All right. Sending love to you.